water and the Spirit. Praise God, man. There's nothing like it. Amen. Being born again, starting a fresh, start a new. Amen. Having that new life and that ability. Amen. Uh, our bishop and his wife told me to make sure that I tell you guys, thank you so much for your friendship, your hospitality, your love, your giving, and all that you do. Amen. We just finished uh, our midwinter Fox Valley this past weekend, and so that was good. And so next week after the 25th and 26th is ours in Eau Claire. Amen. If you can make it. You won't want to miss it. It would be a great time of fellowship and good preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Amen. I know sometimes you might can't uh, get there uh, in the morning, but you might be able to get there at night. And sometimes you might not be able to get there at night, but you can get there in the morning. Amen. But either way, it will be good, good teaching and good preaching. Amen. Well, we want to get right into our lesson again. We're talking about obtaining a fuller revelation. Uh, last week, we were talking about pursuing endeavors, and we have to make sure that we continue to press, amen, on towards the mark of the prize. If we're going to gain the revelation and knowledge, we have got to keep going. Amen. Sometimes we will have our difficulties. Sometimes there will be trials and things that will come into our lives. And as I was saying last week, sometimes the song lets us know we we may not understand all the trials and the things that we go through, but we will understand it by and by if we continue to press on. Amen. Sometimes we don't know why we're going through certain things in our lives, but we get revelation down the road, and God will reveal to us who He is and what He's doing in it, as He told Jeremiah, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, amen, not of evil, but of peace, and to give you an expected end. Amen. God did not bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to carry you in. And so we got to keep going on. We got to keep pressing, as Paul says. I want to know him. I want to keep pressing towards the mark of the prize. And so today we want to go to number two. Amen. Number two on your lesson, uh, we're talking about intimate uh, fellowship with Christ. Intimate fellowship with Christ. Matthew 13, verse 10 through 11. And the disciples came and said unto him, What speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom, but to them it is not given. Amen. Once we become born-again believers, amen, God begins to reveal things to us about the kingdom of God. We know that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, is peace, and is joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we have to realize that the more fellowship we have with God, the more things is going to reveal unto us. As the Psalms to said, God, open thou mine eyes, that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. He wanted to have some revelation about things that he was going through and the things that we face. A lot of times we just got to continue to press on so that we gain that understanding. What comes to your mind when you think of intimate? What comes to your mind when you think of intimate? Closeness. Amen. Closeness. Amen. We want to have a close fellowship with the Lord. We want to be well acquainted with the Lord. We want to have confidence in the Lord. Amen. 
This is what we want to build that relationship with God so that we can trust Him and so He can trust us. God is faithful. Amen. And from all the plagues and the things that God began to show to Israel and to the people, He was trying to build their faith and confidence in Him so that He could reveal more unto them. Amen. So we want to have that closeness. You find that John, the Bible tells us, was leaning on the bosom of Jesus constantly. And it was John when he began to ask Jesus, who is it that's going to betray you? Because he was so close to him. And this is what we want to have, is we want to have the heartbeat of God. We want to know what is going on, amen, in our walk and with Him. The Bible tells us in Acts 2.42 that they continue what? In fellowship, amen. They continue in their partnership. They had basically all things common, as the Bible lets us know. So we come into this fellowship with Christ, and so we begin to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received unto the glory. And Jude tells us in verse 3 that he says, Beloved, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exalt you that you should what? Earnestly contend for what? The faith which was once delivered to the saints. Amen. Notice they had a common salvation. Everybody from the book of Acts from the inception, Acts 2.38, became the common salvation. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hebrews 12:14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without shall no man see the Lord. Amen. So they had this commonality, and they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of prayer, and prayer. Amen. So you see the common things that they had together. Prayer. This is why prayer is so important. Prayer times. Prayer, you talking to God. You spending time with God so that He can reveal to you what He desires to do in your life. The Bible tells us the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord and He delights in His way. So the more time you spend with God in prayer, He begins to open and reveal to you things that He wants you to do and to show you things. A lot of times it's in prayer that you can begin to see where you are in Christ and where he's trying to take you to. The same way with worship. Sometimes we get worship and praise mixed up. Amen. Worship is acknowledging God for who he is. Praise is for knowledge him, giving thanks for what he's done. See, that's why the scripture says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Say, I want to worship him. I want to honor him. I want to respect him. When Abraham was going to offer up Isaac, he said to his servants, stay here 
for me and the lad is going to go yonder and worship and then come again. Amen. So they went up Mount Moriah. Amen. Now, you're talking revelation here. So they went up Mount Moriah, which is actually Calvary. Amen. And so it was the place. And up there, you see, when Abraham offered up Isaac, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 in the faith chapter that he received Isaac in what? As a figure. Amen. A figure of Jesus Christ. He was a figure of Jesus. The ram caught in the thicket was a figure of Christ. Amen. And so in your worship, revelation will begin to be revealed to you. Amen. When you come and you worship God, you magnify Him. He began to expose uh, things to you and I. Amen. Now, when we look at Scripture, Jesus, as the disciples said, the Lord, why are you talking to them in parables? He says, well, because the kingdom is given to you to know, but unto them it's not. See? And so Jesus uses words like vines. He uses words like trees. He uses things like fruit. You know, he uses these kind of things like light and door and shepherd, you know, and, and uh, those kind of sheep and foal. Amen. To bring out a revelation to them. For example, John 15, he starts out and says, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. And, you, know, you know, and my father is what? He's the husband. Every branch in me that bear not fruit, what do he do? He takes away. In other words, ain't no need for leaving it in the vine if it ain't going to produce anything. You know, the same way when he came to the fig tree. And there was no fruit on it. He said, dig it up. Why let it sit here? It's just cumbling the ground. If it ain't going to produce anything, get rid of it. You know? See? And so he's trying to let us see through his teaching the revelation that, look, I put you here to be fruitful. See? But if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to just take you up. He used the analogy that if the branch ain't going to bear fruit, then it's going to be withered. He cuts it off and it withers and he throws it away. He wants you to bear fruit, see? And so because you are in him, he's the vine. We are the branch, see? So the fruit that we are to bear, because the fruit grows on the vine, is love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Compassion, you know, grace, you know, all the exhortation. All these things should be growing in us, see, because that's who he is. And we are in him. And so he is saying if we're not producing Apparently, we are not connected. See? If we're not producing, we're not connected. Because the vine is sending the nutrients and things out there to accomplish its purpose. You know? Now, notice what he said also, that if the vine is what? Producing, what do he do? He purges it. 
See? He cuts it back. Sometimes the pain, sometimes the things we go through is so we will be stronger and able to produce more. We don't understand it, but we'll understand it better by and by. See? He he has a purpose behind all this stuff. You know, uh, in the same way with, with the fig tree, the guy, he says, cut it down. The guy says, well, oh, Lord, give me one more year. Let me dong around it. Let me dig around it one more year. And if then if it doesn't produce anything, we'll, we'll get rid of it. You know, let me dig around. Let me turn the dirt around a little bit, make sure there's nothing down there, give it a little bit more fertilizer. You know, and we know what dung is, don't we? <laughs> you know, it stinks. So, so sometimes you go through some things, and it's really stinking. <laughs> but it's to be able to get the earth the right way. You remember, we're dirt, okay? We're created from the dirt. And so, you know, so sometimes we need some more fertilizer. And so sometimes God says, oh, I need to put some more stuff on them to, Make them stink a little bit more so they are produce some fruit. Amen. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> so, and so we get into this fellowship thing with Christ. And he draws us closer to him so that he can begin to produce in us what he wants to produce in us. We see constantly that the disciples were in fellowship with him. They was becoming acquainted with him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty four, Some have not the knowledge of Christ, and I speak this to your shame. If we are born again of the water and the Spirit, then we should know him. Our relationship with him, our time with him should be intact and strong. Amen. And Luke 24, verse 25 through 35, we know those guys when they were on the road to Emmaus, amen, they were walking down the road, amen, they was a little bit discouraged. Jesus draws to them, amen, and they go on the way and they're explaining to Jesus about what has just happened in Jerusalem. And they asked him, are you the only one that don't know what took place? And Jesus began to reveal to him. He says, Oh, fool, slow to heart. Should not Christ who have suffered and died? What? According to the Scripture. See, the Word had already been established so that they it would bring that clarity. They should have known, but they didn't. But then after what? They, he turned in with them, and as he began to fellowship with them, as he began to break bread with them, he opened up his hands to them, and they realized who he was. As he opened the word, as they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he opened to us the scripture? Say, when you are in fellowship with Christ, when you're studying his word, amen, it's going to get into your heart. It's going to open up. When that revelation comes from the word of God of what is taking place, you go, wow, amen. And you get sometimes into that uh, role of that method where you start weeping and crying and you can't stop because the Spirit is revealing so much to you. I'm sure you've been in services sometimes and somebody is preaching something and all of a sudden it's just like the tears can't stop 
rolling out of your eyes because that revelation is being given to where you are and what is taking place. And you feel that comfort and that solace becomes upon you. The revelation is being revealed because revelation causes you to realize, man, I've got to change. I, I, I see where I'm trying to go. I see where God is trying to bring me. I see his goodness. I see his mercy. I see all the things he's trying to do for me. Amen. So we got to have this common salvation. The number one character trait that must be developed in every believer is the trait of holiness. See? Because why? God is holy. Leviticus and First Peter both tell us, I think it's Leviticus either 11, 14 or 14, 11, somewhere in there. It, it, it tells us that God is holy. He's set apart. See? And in order for me to get this in me, I've got to fellowship with Him. I've got to have that understanding of why the priests Amen. We're called, the Bible tells us we're called to be what? Kings and priests unto the Lord. I'm also a king and a priest over my household. So therefore, I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is what? In me. I'm not my own. I've been brought with a price. So therefore, the Bible tells me to glorify God in my spirit. Amen. Which is God's. And my body, which is Christ's, right? So therefore, to be holy, to be set apart, amen, i got to have fellowship. And when you look in the Old Testament, they just could not come tap-toe dancing in there any kind of way before God. You know, the priest had to put on, in order to go into the holy of all, he had to put on his holy garments that God had identified for him, amen, so that when he came in, he would come in pure, he would come in right. And this is what we've got to get into this thing and started getting into the Word of God to get a clearer understanding so that when we come before God to worship Him, we come right. We come with a right attitude. We come with right motives. Amen. All of these things must be developed in us so that we know how to do it right. When you start and think about when David went to retrieve the ark, right? What happened? You know, they put it on a cart. You know, they put it on the cart and they got some cows pulling it down the road. And then here's Yuza. You know, he's walking along the side and the cow stumbles and he thinks the thing is going to fall. And he reaches out and tugs and God smoked him. Boom. You know, because... <laughs> He wasn't, it was never supposed to be on the cart. The ark was to be carried on the shoulders of the priest. Amen. You are priests if you've been born again of the water and the spirit. You are to carry Christ upon you. Amen. Aaron's garments was written holy unto the Lord. Amen. So you are to carry Christ on your shoulders. Amen. The, the cross. Jesus says you've got to pick up your cross. The cross represents him. Amen. So we've got to carry him in our lives. This is why Jesus says you are the light of the world. You are city set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. Amen. Let your light shine. Say, 
Because the only way people are going to see Christ, because He's a Spirit, is the Spirit in you. See? And so this is why when you allow Christ to reign in you, when you allow the fruit to be developed in you, people will see it through you. Amen. And so you will be able to, but you must develop this trait of character because it is God. I am holy. Be ye therefore holy. Amen. Which is your way of living. Amen. So let's not get so busy that we don't have time to fellowship with Christ. You know, you and I may not get together all the time. We should. But if you get too busy, you don't have time for God. Uh, that's not good. It's not good. You know, and that's the buzzword. You hear everybody. I'm too busy. You know, I told the guy the other day, I said, show me that in Scripture. I'm too busy. You know, you don't get so busy because that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to be so busy that you don't have time to spend with God, to hear what God is trying to do to you, to show you, because faith comes by hearing, and it comes by hearing the Word of God. The revelations of truth comes when you have constant fellowship with the Lord. If God is faithful to us, should we not be faithful to Him? Amen. He wants us to have this relationship with Him. They had this common salvation. In Matthew 16, 13 through 19, when Jesus asked the disciples, he says, Who do they say I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you're John the Baptist. Some said you're Elijah or one of the old prophets or Jeremiah, one of the old prophets. He said, But who do you say that I am? And Peter says, Thou art the Christ. Notice, revelation comes because the group, say, he began to reveal things to him. Peter began to observe. Peter began to realize, and it started coming together. And so he was able to pick up somewhere from the Lord what it was, you know, and, and have that understanding. And what did the Lord say? Blessed are you. See? You should have revelation of Christ continually. And 1 John 1 verse uh, chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. Amen. John says, you know, he said, this is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and him then is no what? Okay. So if God don't have any darkness, then guess what? You shouldn't have any either. See? Because he's light. See? So if I say he's in me and I'm in him, then we shouldn't have any darkness. We should be revealing the light. Now notice verse 6. If we say that I'm spending time with him, if I say that I'm reading his word, if I say that I'm worshiping Him, if I say that I'm His, I'm in communion with Him constantly, then what? And walk in darkness, 
I'm lying. And I do not the truth. Because, see, he is the way. He is the truth. Word is truth. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? So I want to walk in the truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. But thou art great and doest wondrous things. See? So if I say I'm in fellowship with God, I can't do that and still walk in darkness. Somewhere I got to stay in the light. This is what Jesus told Nicodemus. Here's condemnation. He says, light is coming to the world, but men love darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. But he that doeth what? Truth comes to the light that his deed may be manifest that they're what? Works of God. Say, what you begin to do. This is why Paul told the church at Colossus, he says, in whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? You are in fellowship with him. See? That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 about communion, he says, as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes again. So communion is a form of what? Fellowship. Is a form of continual acquaintance with God. Say, I'm revealing in my life and to others when I do that of His communion with me, His fellowship with me. Say, I want to know Him. I got to be acquainted with Him, and that comes through fellowship. I can't know Him if I don't fellowship with Him, if I don't spend time with Him, if I don't ever talk to Him. You know, see, that's how you get to know one another. You get merit based on, hopefully, (laughs) you know one another. You know, you spend time together talking, understanding one another, pulling out all the idiosyncrasies. Oh, they're going to come out. So it's better to get them out early, you know, before and later. You know, you know that's what happens a lot of times. The idiosyncrasies and the hidden things of the flesh comes out, and you go like, "Where did that come from?" You know, you want <laughs> you want revelation. <laughs> you know, before you say, "I do," <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but you want to spend some time in fellowship. Uh, more than anything, as I said earlier, God wants us to have the understanding of Him. You know, He, he says in His Word, you have not because you don't ask. You know, ask God. He wants you to know. He might tell you it's not for you to know. <laughs> but you will know. Like Daniel, you know. Daniel won't know. He said, ah, it's not for you to know. Shut the book. Okay, I got to take that, you know. You know, Gideon's one to know, well, if I'm the greatest, why is all this happening to us? Well, you're going to find out here in a minute, Gideon. You know, so, you know, if I let you use that 3,200, you're going to say, 32,000, you're going to say you did it. 
But if I do it with 300, you're going to be no doubt in your mind, <laughs> you know, who did it, you know. So the revelation of things. This is why Hebrews 10.25 tell us to not neglect not the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exalting one another and so much more as you see today's approaching. How many friends do you have? You have one? Is Jesus your only friend? You know why we don't have friends? We don't show ourselves friendly. We don't do anything to try to build any friends. We wait for everybody else to try to come to us. You know? We should be trying to make friends. You know? Edifying, building up, lifting up people, calling people. We got all this technology. I left my phone in the office. That's a good place for it to be. But we have all this technology nowadays. You know, people say on Facebook, I got all these friends. I don't have a clue. I see some of those pictures. I go, man, if if that's your friend, Houston, we've got a problem. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Amen. A man that have friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that stick it closer than a brother. Jesus will be there. See? And 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 you want to have communion with him. You want to spend a lot of fellowship and time with him. You want that intimate relationship with him. He says in John 10, my sheep know my voice and I am known of him. When you look at the songs of Solomon, what is he looking for? Where's my beloved? You know, I want to find my beloved. I don't know about you. I, I just can't go without him. I have to find him early will I seek him. Early I want to go after him. Amen. No matter what time in the morning, I've got to have Jesus. <laughs> I've got to have my fix. <laughs> you know, I, I've got to get to the word. I've got to go in prayer. I want to talk to him. I want to know what he wants for me to do today. I want him to orchestrate and order my steps. I want that fellowship time with him. I cannot neglect the assembling of myself together, amen, with him and with you. That's why I love church so much. I can't wait. Psalms says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I'm glad that God didn't put a stipulation on how many people had to be there for him to be there. You know, he says, if two or three are gathered together, my name, I'm there. You know, we could have said, man, the church has got to be full. He said, no, just two or three of you get together. He said, I'll show up. You know, (laughs) he said, I'll be there too. You know, and sometimes you can get with just two of you together and and start sharing about the Word of God or what you read. Sometimes I'll say to guys when I'm getting, man, tell me what the Word of the Lord is for the day. And sometimes they look at me like, what are you talking about? Man, I know you done talked to God this morning. You're up. <laughs> no, what did he say? What do you want me to know today? Tell me something, you know. Inspire me. Encourage me from the word this morning. Amen. Because our faith do comes by hearing the word of God. And we uh, participate in our fellowship with him and the church. Amen. Look at Luke 19. Look at Luke 19. We know the story, amen, of Zacchaeus. Right? Zacchaeus, he wanted to see 
He wanted to see Jesus because he was the past that way, you know. And here's Zacchaeus, amen, and he's a publican. Notice, he's a chief of publicans. I wonder if Matthew worked for Zacchaeus. Because, see, Matthew was a publican, too. He was a tax collector, too. But, but it don't say Matthew was a, a chief. But, but Zacchaeus, he said he was the chief among the publicans. So that means he was pretty tight. He had a lot of money. He was a big dog. He was the IRS head guy, right? Yeah. You know, CEO of IRS. Amen. And, you know, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was a little stature. And so what he does, he runs the forward and he gets into the sycamore tree. And so he climbs up into the sycamore tree because Jesus passed away. When Jesus came to that place, Jesus looked up and says, Hey, Zach, come on down, man. For today I must abide at thy house. Let's go fellowship, Zacchaeus. That's what Jesus is saying. I want to I have some fellowship with you today. And so they go to Zacchaeus' house, and he made haste. He came down and received him joyfully. Verse 7, and when they saw it, now the hypocrites start murmuring and complaining. He's going to be with a sinner. You know, sometimes, as Jesus told us, right? (laughs) As Jesus told us, it's not the well people that need the doctor. It's the sick folks, you know. People that are still sinning and doing wrong, they're the ones that need Jesus. See? So if you just want to fellowship all the time with brothers and sisters of like precious faith, you're probably never going to win anybody to the Lord. You know? So you need to be ready to spend some time. i got all kinds of people that I hang out with sometimes that's not cousins. Just to listen to them talk. A whole lot of old guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get my opportunity to drop a seed here and to drop a seed there, you know, about what God is doing and try to bring some enlightenment and understand it. Because once they find out I'm a pastor, you know what they do? They want to ask me all kinds of Bible questions. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? What do you think about this? You know, it gives you a chance to expose the Word of God. Where is it going to go? I don't know, but I know this. My word shall not return void. It's going to accomplish what I sent it to do. So here's Zacchaeus, right? And Zacchaeus stood up because he's the chief. He's in us. And he says, Lord, guess what? The half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore it fourfold. Wow. He immediately, in fellowship, now the Bible don't tell us all the things that transpired in the house and all the talk that took place in there, but something got into his heart. He heard something in there that he realized that he was wrong and he needed to repent and he needed to change. I don't know if Jesus started talking about heaven and hell and you know, with the rich man and Lazarus, I don't know. But in that fellowship time, there was something got into Zacchaeus that he realized, I need to change. See? And so he says, Jesus says to them, man, today is salvation come to this house. For as much as he is also a son of Abraham. See? 
That's why heaven get excited over one sinner that repents. He ain't baptized yet. He ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. But he heard something in that fellowship that he realized that he needed to change his life. You know? And who knows where he, where, where he went on from there. You know? The same way with Matthew. The same way with the, with the other disciples. The same way with you and I. You know? We don't know where it's going to take us. You know? I know when I came into the church, I know when I, you know, when I came to my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house and, you know, and they start talking about the Lord and sharing the Word of God and fellowship, you know, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, well, I think I'm okay, you know. I think I'm pretty good, you know. But then as more I got there, fellowshipping, and we start driving in the car over to... uh Where's Elroy and Alden Reedsburg going to Bible studies and getting in people's houses and they got a tambourine and they're playing the tambourine and saying, Oh, I want to see him in the city where the Lamb is the light. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about having a cold one afterwards, but, but I'm in the fellowship. But then all of a sudden, you know, I start searching and I start coming up with questions. So I started asking my wife questions because she had already been baptized. She had already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I started questioning a lot of stuff. And as I started asking the questions, you know, the preacher keeps preaching and my answers is being answered because I'm at church and the fellowship is going on and on and on. You know, and then I'm thinking, when... So I get to Germany, and then I sign for my government housing, and all of a sudden these tracts all fall out. Why I need to be baptized in Jesus' name, and why I need to have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and why I need to live a holy and godly life. And so I start going more church and more fellowship, and you know, and hanging out with the pastor's son, and he's singing songs and you know Christian songs, and he's talking about the Lord as we're driving down the road, and. I go TDY, and God start dealing with my heart. And then all of a sudden, I realize that I need to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And I do that, and God smacks me in the head. I mean, the day I got baptized, it was like somebody punched me right in the eyes. Pow. I felt it right here. Pow. I thought I had been knocked completely out. And there was a message in tongues interpretation. God says, I will use you and bring you will bring many people to me. And that was 37 years ago. But it all started in fellowship and the revelation of who he was. Amen. And why I needed to be baptized in that name and why I needed to serve him. All that came from a start in a time of fellowship. And that's what happens when I spend some, start spending an intimate time with him. I became more acquainted with him, see? And I now I am, as Paul says, confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Because I'm confident that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. 
Amen. We've got to have this fellowship time with him and with others. Amen. So Zacchaeus finds himself within the house of Jesus Christ, in his house, and he changes his heart. Amen. And this is why we must continue to have fellowship with him. Amen. We want to continue to allow him and be in the house of God. Amen. Ephesians 3, verse 37 to 9. Wherefore, Paul says, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual worshiping of his power unto me, who am less than at least of all the saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to make all men see what is what? The fellowship of the mystery. Say, fellowship of the mystery. See, is a mystery. Amen. The revelation of, of Jesus Christ is, is hidden. And so somebody's got to expound it to you. Say, that's why I was saying. I, I, I had to be there to hear those songs being sung. And the first time I heard number 369 is all in him. I mean, it was like the light bulb just went on. Boom. Mighty God is Jesus. Prince of Peace is he. The everlasting Father, the King eternally, the wonderful in wisdom for whom all things were made, the fullness of the Godhead. Man, you sing that song enough, you don't know the oneness, I guarantee you. You sing it every day about ten times. I guarantee you by the end of the week, you're going to know who Jesus Christ is. That there is only one God and his name is Jesus Christ. You can't sing that song over and over and over and not get revelation. The light bulb is going to go on. Those old songs in that singing to the Lord hymnal, they, those people had some revelation when they wrote those songs. You know, if you stop and think about Isaac, what, I think it was, Isaac, what's his name, Newton? Um, that was a slave runner. What was his name? John Newton. You know, <laughs> not Fig. <laughs> not Fig Newton, but John Newton. <laughs> but, they, but think about it. You know, here he is, he's running slaves. But then all of a sudden, he gets some revelation in a storm, you know, and he, and, he, and he realized, you know, about the Lord and God's goodness and God's mercy, you know, and he begins to write songs to bring revelation to others about him, see? And God is going to reveal things to you and to me. And this is why the gift of exhortation is so key and essential in the body of Christ. So that when God reveals some things to you about him, you can bring others into that revelation in the times of fellowship and understanding. Amen? Amen. So the mystery, the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. How about oneness? Amen. He created all things by Jesus Christ. In Him we live, we move, we have our being. Amen. There's no God but Him. Have I been so long time with you, Philip? He revealed to Him. Amen. Show us the Father. It suffice. Let me give you an insight, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. I'll say, show me the Father. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. If you don't want to believe me, what I'm telling you, just believe me for what you see me do. Amen? And you'll get a revelation. 
Amen. Just like Thomas. Thomas says, I'm not going to believe it. I ain't believing he's risen. I'm not believing. You can tell me all day long. I ain't believing it. Ain't nobody raised from the dead. Jesus walks this. Put your finger right here. Stick your hand in here. Thomas shouted, Lord, my Lord, and my God. And Jesus says, Thomas, because you have seen, you believe. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. Amen. And that's what it's all about. We want to keep believing. Amen. So we're going to get a better, a fuller revelation of Jesus Christ this month. Amen. God, we love you. Thank you for thy word, O God. Continue to strengthen us and direct us and guide us. We love you today. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.